You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL podcast. Just me and you today. Um, We are brought to you by my bookie. I'm going to go to mybookie.com and check it out today and talk about every game. Uh, I'm not going to skip any. I actually went through and all 14 have a line. So we are going to pick games straight up and against the line with my bookies um, spreads. And again, I urge you to use them. Um, I have some news, some big, big news. And what happened is for all of you that subscribe to my website, williamsonfootball.com, you probably have noticed there has not been a lot of content the last two weeks or so, maybe even longer, because there was big things in the works. And if you follow me on Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL, you probably know this by now. But John Clayton, who is a friend of mine and somebody I respect a great deal and is a giant in this industry, he's also from Pittsburgh, Braddock, um, and he and I got to know each other at our ESPN time together, not, not really the Pittsburgh connection. But he is starting his own site, ClaytonFootball.com, and it goes live Monday, and that's where all of my information is going to be from now on. That's where all my writing is going to be, is ClaytonFootball.com. You can sign up now. Um, I've already written two articles that will go live on Monday and Tuesday, I think. One of them is about the Chiefs' defense. And one of them is about the Rams overall. I mean, this locomotive that we saw last night. So let's touch on that game real quick. It's a locomotive. I mean, a couple, just a few sticking points. First of all, it was a really, really fun game. The Vikings, I mean, I didn't understand the use of Cooks, or, you know, Dalvin Cook. I did understand the use of Cooks. Holy smokes. I thought Cousins played great. I know Dalvin Cook was on a, quote, pitch count, but you don't even, you only play him for the first half and you sit him down. I mean, that was weird to me. Um, do, we, do we know that the Vikings' defense is good? I mean, I know the Rams' offense is awesome, but do we know the, the Vikings' D is good? I mean, obviously, Everson Griffin wasn't there. Xavier Rhodes, a great player, got picked on bad. Again, by a great team. I thought Kirk Cousins played phenomenal. I thought Thielen and Diggs were awesome, and the passing game in general was outstanding. Um, No Tlaib probably helped, and Peters may or may not have, should have been out there. Um, All the talk, of course, is about Goff and his three receivers, all that went over 100 yards. And what's interesting to me is they haven't even really needed Gurley yet. I understand his presence and his value, don't get me wrong. But it used to be they went as Gurley went. Now it's kind of like they're saving the ace in their hand. Like, yeah, one of these days we'll just use Gurley like crazy and crush you that way. You know, I mean, it's it's amazing. But the best guy on the field last night, as great as Goff was, and boy, him and Cousins made some throws, and it was really fun to watch both passing games and all the all four, five of those receivers. Aaron Donald, I mean, that might have got lost, and I know the Vikings O-line is a problem. It's a real big problem. But they were doubling him. It didn't matter. I mean, he was awesome, especially when the game was in the crucial times. You know, late in the game, he was an animal. And if I were to do power ranks, they clearly would be number one. So I mentioned that I'm about to go to my bookie. Let me tell you about them first. And I pretty much talk to you, tell you about my bookie every day. 
and I urge you to check it out. I urge you to spread the word on the Locked On Network. But I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me, and my bookie absolutely has been. And like I said, I have their site up in front of me right now. I'm about to go do it, and I'm going to put some bets down, to be honest with you. So that's why I'm urging urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. When you win, they pay. They have in-game live betting. I love that. Over-unders on fantasy points scored and the most rewarding player perks in the business. But my bookie is doing such a great job that they are slammed with new bettors. That they want to give everyone the best service possible. So what they're doing is if you use our promo code Locked on 25, you know, they put a 2-5 on the end of it, and you deposit after 7 o'clock Eastern, they give you 25 free dollars on top of your deposit, as long as your deposit's 100 bucks or more. And, as always, they're still matching your deposit dollar for dollar. So use the promo code Locked on 25, they'll match your deposit, as always, and then they just throw an extra 25 bucks on if you do it after 7 p.m. Eastern. Because they're so slant lamb because they're doing such great work. So, go visit my bookie online today, as I am right now. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON25. And do it after 7 p.m. You play, you win, you get paid. So, alright. Um, got all the housekeeping out of the way. I have to say, again, I am... Over the moon, super excited about this Clayton football situation. And I urge you to check it out. We have a great staff. And we'll be probably adding some people from here and there. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great product. So let's get into the games. Miami travels to the Patriots. And if they win this game, they have a three-game lead over New England in the East. Miami is a team that's hard to find weaknesses with. They do everything pretty well. Well coached. I've been telling you guys for a while that, that Tannehill is not a joke. He is a quality player. His win-loss record late, as a starter over like the last dozen games is unbelievable. This team is a quality group that's hard to play against. They are very fast and multiple on offense. The Patriots' defense is not fast at all. I look at Hightower and I wonder, is this guy done? You know, I mean, getting Chung back, I think he's going to play, would really help because he'll become basically a fast run and hit linebacker, and they need that in a big way. Um, you know, Van Noy and Hightower are not those guys. I think Miami plays this close, and I know they're getting seven. I'll take the seven. Um I don't think they win, and I'm interested to see you know who plays for the the Pats. I, I think I think Sony Michelle's ready to take a step forward. I think Gordon hopefully plays, but I think he gets Xavier Howard, who might be the best corner in the league right now, <laughs> and, and and is a shutdown guy through three three weeks. I think Miami plays them real close. I think it's like 24-23. I just can't pick New England to go down here. I think they find a way to win. I don't know that it's pretty, but New England at home in what's a really crucial game is really hard to bet against to win. But if you're going to give me seven points, yeah, I think Miami keeps us close. And, and I bet there's some of you out there going, Patriots are going to make a statement they might win 49 to nothing. You know what? They might. <laughs> they might. 
But I think Miami can hang with them right now. I mean, crossing routes to those those fast receivers over the middle against Hightower and those big heavy guys. Uh, I think Miami's, you know, a quality team. I don't know what these two are. Houston goes to Indy and is getting one and a half. Colts are well coached. Defense runs to the ball extremely well. They keep things in front of them. Darius Leonard might be the best rookie defender in the league right now. They rush the passer reasonably well, but you don't have to rush the passer great to get to Deshaun Watson with this terrible offensive line. Texans' corners are bad. J.J. looks great. I love that. Clowney and Merciless haven't been dominant yet, but they could at any moment. Uh, the Colts' tackle problem is legit. A legit problem. Luck is getting it out of his hands quickly for several reasons. First off, the tackle problem. Second of all, they don't want him taking hits and they want to ease him back and they don't want him making tons of big-time arm strength throws. So I'm not really high on either one of these teams right now. I think Deshaun Watson is you know, prepared to take a step up and show us some more magic than, than we've seen this year. But again, this defense keeps people... In front of them. Doesn't allow a lot of big plays. I almost want to pick a tie here. So I'm going to take the Texans with the points. At like 21-20. Colts win. So I don't feel strong about it though. I'm not real high on either team at the moment. Bengals go to Atlanta. Atlanta is giving them, what, three and a half? That seems like a low number to me. But I'm picking the Bengals to win anyways. I know that doesn't really make sense. I think Gio Bernard in the middle of the field really do well. Surprisingly, both these teams are not rushing the passer well. But I think that could change. You know, I think the Bengals' defensive front, especially Geno Atkins against bad Falcons guards, is favorable. And I think they do rush the passer well. They just haven't yet. Same with Atlanta, and I worry about the Bengals' front. I think A.J. Green could have a big day. We might see more out of him out of the slot, as well as Boyd. That secondary and back seven for Atlanta is worrisome. I got the upset special here. And do I feel super strong that they're going to win? No. But I think that it's going to be a really good game. Probably a lot of points. You know, start your fantasy guys in this one. I got the Bengals 30-28, pulling the upset special on the road. Now, the Bills pulled off the upset special of the century last week. They're getting eight and a half in Green Bay. I don't like how the Packers' defense is playing at all. I could argue that the Bills are the better coach team here. Tredavious White could very well follow Adams, which doesn't, and he's playing extremely well, too. I, thought, I told you Howard's one of the best corners in the league. So is White right now. A couple of young guys coming through in a big way. But the Bills don't have a lot of talent, and the Packers have Aaron Rodgers, and they're in Green Bay, and is Lightning going to strike twice for the Bills? Probably not. I understand that. I think the Packers win, but I think Buffalo keeps it a little bit close, and maybe some of it's garbage time, but I don't like how the Packers' defense is structured right now or how they're playing, so I think Buffalo will move the ball a little bit. How about like 24-20 Packer win? So I'll take the points there. Lions... Lions are getting points in Dallas. Lions plus three in Dallas. 
they're a much better team than Dallas. However, I think this is a low-scoring game. I think Dallas's defense is a pretty well-equipped to rush Stafford, to line up and play, particularly Byron Jones. He's played really well at corner and, and handle those really good receivers. Sean Lee's out. Hmm. I mean, like I think Kerryon Johnson could, you know, have a nice day. I think Zeke Elliott's going to have a nice day, but I think it's going to be a little lower scoring than people realize. I think the Lions win this game, though, like 2017. And if you're going to give me points, yeah, I'll take the points. They're the better team. I, I'm not sure what Vegas sees here. That makes me put an, put one eyebrow up and wonder, but I think they're the better team. All right, all right. Jets go to the Jags. I think they're going to lose. But the Jags are given seven and a half. That's too many for me. This might be another 9-6 game. I think these are two really good defenses. I don't trust either quarterback right now. Leonard Fournette returns. That's great. But that usually means more ball control. I don't think that helps them. Well, it helps them cover the spread. But I think it be maybe less passing, maybe less points overall in the game if it's a Fournette type of game. I think Darnold... Probably throws two or three picks, you know, and gets hit a lot. It wouldn't shock me if the Jags D scores here. So they may win by more than seven and a half, but I think it's a low scoring game. I mean, I think it's like a 17 13 type of game, uh, 14 9, something like that. And that's Jacksonville football. But in Jacksonville, they're the better team. That defense should feast against these guys. I could see Ramsey, Bouye, I mean, uh, having big days. Bucks are getting three in Chicago. Is that putting the cart before the horse a little bit here with the Bears? Like, I love that D. And I think they'll get to Fitzpatrick and they'll probably turn him over. But his numbers versus pressure are really good. The Buccaneers, I think, weapons have an advantage over the Bears' secondary, although it's not a bad secondary and it's a great defense. And again, I think the pass rush will be vicious, and I don't think the, the Bucks will be able to run the ball at all. But I also don't believe that the Bucks defense is a train wreck either. And Trubisky worries me. I just don't know where the points come from from Chicago. Can the Bucks go win there? I'm going to say yeah. And I think it's going to be lower scoring than people think. I'm thinking like 21-17 Bucks win, yet another upset special. You're going to give me three, I'll take it. This one, the Bucks are, or the Eagles are going to Tennessee. Tennessee is a four and a half point home dog. I think the Eagles blow them out. There's, I think the Eagles are ready to explode. I think the Titans are somewhat of a disaster on offense and don't have a quarterback right now at the, at the time being. I think the interior pet pressure that Cox and that defensive front presents is a real problem. I think the Eagles' run defense takes away a real run-first team by necessity right now, force them to throw and get after them on third and longs. I do think the Titans D is good, but you give Wentz another, you know, one more day to, to you know, one one game under his belt. Go to Tennessee, the Super Bowl champs. Alshon might be back. Ajayi's going to be back. I think the Eagles O line controls the game. I feel pretty confident in that one. I, I like the Eagles like twenty seven 
14, 20, 24, 14. I'll give you four and a half all day long. I don't like what's going on with the Titans right now. I don't like what's going on with Seattle or the Cardinals either. But the Cardinals are a home dog getting three and a half. I'll take those points. Give Rosen a whole week to prepare. Christian Kirk's a guy I want you guys to keep an eye out. I, I'm not saying he's going to have a Calvin Ridley-like breakout like last week. But he's one of these route runner types that I think is going to have a really productive rookie season the rest of the way. Larry's been banged up. i got to think David Johnson gets involved. I do like the Baldwin's coming back for Seattle, but they're on the road. I like Arizona to pull the upset at home. Like 16-12. Kind of a meh game. Maybe there's a safety involved or something. One of those type of games. I just don't trust Seattle, especially on the road. I get the Wilson-Baldwin thing is great, okay. but And I know Arizona's been bad. Uh, but I think the home team wins this one. I'm not sure on Browns at Raiders. Do the Browns deserve to be... Well, I guess. The, the Browns are getting two and a half on the road. I think they're the better team. I think the Raiders' defense is awful. I think Baker does really well here. You know, I think Landry catches a lot of passes. I bet Hyde has success. I'm not worried that the stage will be too big for Mayfield. I think he handles those type of things. I like the Raiders' offense, and I think Lynch is running really well. But I don't like the Raiders' offensive tackles, and I think Miles Garrett gets two sacks, maybe a strip sack. You know, I think they will get to Carr, although Carr gets rid of it super fast, almost like in a fear, fearful manner. I think Ward ends up on Amari with success. I think the Brownies win this one. You're going to give me two and a half. I'll take it. 21-17, Browns win on the road. And then what happens in Oakland? I mean, you talk about you know people getting a little crazy. The Raiders might, the wheels might come off if that happens. Niners are getting 11 without Jimmy against the Chargers. I would think there'll be a lot of Niners fans there. I don't care. Uh, I just think that they will not move the football. I know no Bosa. I understand that. But I think the Chargers offense lights them up. I think Gordon, Mike Williams, Allen, Rivers, all those guys have huge fantasy days. I don't think the Niners can keep up. I will give you 11. I know the home field advantage isn't real. And maybe they have trouble blocking up the, the Niners' defensive linemen. But I don't think the Niners score much here. I could certainly see some interception, or, you know, some turnovers by Bethard and company. And I just think Rivers lights these guys up. All right. Eli plays his daddy's old team in New York. Saints are four-and-a-half favorite against the Giants. This is another one I think is going to be a ton of points. Did these teams meet a couple years ago and it was like 50 to 50 or one or something crazy like that in New York? I don't love Breeze on the road outside, but you know, it's not cold. I mean, it's, I think he'll be fine. I don't think they have any answer for Thomas or Kamara. I think that line controls the action and Breeze has a ton of time. And as we've seen, he lights up everyone he plays. But I think the same is true as well. I mean, I think Cam Jordan could certainly give the right tackle a lot of problems. And I think Lattimore is better than he's looked and at least will hang with Odell reasonably well. 
but I don't see answers for Barkley. I think Shepard's a real sneaky fantasy play this week. That he could catch a lot of passes. I'm guessing he catches like nine balls for, you know, 95 yards and a touch. You know, like I think Shepard will move the ball well. But in the end, even in New York, I'm going to take Breeze over Eli. And I got this game like 35-28. So I'll give you the points on the road. But I think it's a fun one. I think it's really back and forth. Giants just aren't as equipped as the Saints to play such a game. Baltimore's getting three when they come here to Pittsburgh Sunday night. And I think the Ravens are a smidge overrated. Like, I know that they are the number one defense in the league. But they really haven't played great competition. And since he moved the ball pretty well on them. I'm not saying it's a bad D. But I don't think they rush the passer great. I think it's a above average D, not a great D. And I think the Steelers' offense is a nightmare for them. And I would think it's a huge juju, Ben, AB. I think AB's ready to go bonkers. And they don't have the answer. Um, the last three times these teams met without Jimmy Smith, every time Jimmy Smith hasn't been in the game, Ben and AB have gone crazy. All of you know that Ben at home goes crazy. And we talked about this last week. Steelers in primetime games, very successful. I just think they're the better team. I don't think it's going to be a typical Ravens-Steelers slugfest. I think those days are gone. I think it's going to be up-tempo, a lot of points. And again, I think that, that you know, helps the Steelers more than the Ravens, especially in Pittsburgh. So I got the Steelers like 32 24. So I'll give you the three points. Last game is the Monday Nighter. Kansas City goes to Denver. Uh, Five-point spread. That seems really, really low to me. I know Denver's a really hard place to play. I think Denver will do everything possible to control the ball on the ground against a dreadful defense. I mentioned for ClaytonFootball.com, I am writing up the Chiefs D. And really digging into it after three games. And it's even worse than I thought. It was cut to the punchline here. But they also have a couple playmakers over there. Justin Houston. and you know, uh, But I just think Denver is not playing well. They run the ball well. I like their weapons. They defend the run well. That's all great. But the Chiefs excel on special teams. And their offense is like the Rams last night. Just an unstoppable force. And... Might those edge guys get them homes? Yeah, they might, but you know, the Chiefs know who those guys are. Andy Reid's, you know, uh, unbelievable success in the division is unworldly. They, they've prepared for Vaughn Miller and edge pass rush by, you know, having good tackles. I, I don't think it's a Kareem Hunt game, but I think Mahomes, Kelsey in particular, all those weapons feast. I mean, even like a Conley, I think, will do a lot. And it wouldn't shock me if, if the uh, you know the the three receivers for Denver play pretty well, and I could see a lot of eleven personnel from Denver, with Lindsay Lindsay being the kind of the primary back and throwing a lot. But I don't like how Keenum's playing at all. Yeah, I'll I'll give you the points. I like Kansas City pretty big here. So that's a wrap. All right, everyone, that was fun as always. Spread the word. We will see you next.